One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk if your dog went on the sidewalk in front of a cafe in New York City? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for not wanting to use my college fund to pay for my brother's treatment? My parents divorced when I was about seven because my dad had admitted to having an affair. My mom and I moved out of our house and into an apartment while my dad immediately moved his mistress into our house because she was pregnant with my twin brothers. My mom was devastated, but she quickly picked herself up for us. She went back to school and as a result, she continued climbing up in her career. My mom adjusted better to going from a double income household to a single income and was able to contribute a substantial amount of money to my college fund. My dad, on the other hand, had a harder time as he now has to support a family of four, sometimes five, on a single income, as his wife is a stay-at-home mom. My dad didn't have much disposable income and so did not contribute as much to the fund. I'm going to finish school soon and I have a good shot at getting into my first choices of college. Unfortunately, my brother, 10-year-old male, was diagnosed with a kidney disease which has progressed to where he needs to be on dialysis. My dad is drowning in medical debt, so my mom agreed he no longer needed to pay child support. The specialist had suggested a different treatment for my brother, as most other treatments didn't help or stopped working, and they're running out of options short of a transplant. Not doable at this time. The treatment isn't covered by insurance and costs a lot. My dad can't take out a loan due to debt. Dad and his wife sat me down when I was over and asked if I'd be willing to let them borrow my college fund to pay off my brother's treatment. They offered to pay the money back, but I knew they wouldn't be able to. I really don't want to give them the money because I know if I don't get any scholarships, I wouldn't be able to go to the college I want to without going into debt myself. My future would be at risk and I know my dad wouldn't help if I needed it. In addition, the money technically belongs to my mom. I can't just give it away and I know she would refuse to give them the money. My dad and his wife are furious at both my mom and I and is trying to guilt me into it. I do feel terrible for my little brother. Am I the jerk? This is a really terrible situation for OP to be in because emotionally, I'm sure it takes a big toll to be made to feel like you're choosing not to help in trying to save your brother's life. I think the fact of the matter is it's not fair to OP to have to give up this money. And medical debt or not, are hospitals really going to be callous enough to refuse treatment for a 10-year-old because you have bills outstanding? I'd like to know what you guys think about this down in the comments. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling the lady two seats behind me on a plane she was screaming the whole flight? At the airport now, the lady two seats behind me on the flight was talking extremely loud the entire flight. I had earplugs in and it was piercing my ears. After the flight landed, the lady across from the aisle for me looked terrified and said they're on her next flight. I got up and walked back and said, you guys are flying to Florida next, right? You may want to consider being a little more quiet on your next flight. I had earplugs in and I could hear you screaming the entire time. I turned back around and her boyfriend calls me a jerk, so I turned back and asked what he said. He told me I was a jerk. Then the girl chimes in and said, we weren't even talking loud. I show them the earplugs in my hand and said, I had earplugs in my ears two seats ahead of you, and I heard all about Frank's wedding, your nail appointment, feeding your dogs, your cell phone bill, the TV shows your mom watches, 
Am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk. You were just talking truth here. And I love the detail about literally sharing all of their stories back to them. Maybe that'll shame them when they realize, oh crap, everybody does know all of my little private details I was talking about. But chances are, if they were talking that loud, they probably don't care regardless. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for saying that I don't want an expensive tray stolen at a wedding? My boyfriend, 30-year-old male, and I, 30-year-old female, were invited to his friend's wedding. I've met the bride and groom a few times. He's known them for decades. There's a local tradition for each guest to bring a dozen cookies to the wedding. Then at the wedding, everybody's cookies are displayed together to make a cookie table. We wanted to participate, so we baked cookies the night before. I have a very beautiful and expensive tea tray. Boyfriend suggested that I use it to display the cookies. I said no, it's a 300 person wedding. I don't want some auntie accidentally taking it home with her. Boyfriend seemed fine with this. We found a simple bowl that was perfectly appropriate for the occasion and used that to display the cookies. After the wedding, as we were preparing to leave and I went to retrieve my bowl, boyfriend told the newlyweds that I didn't want to use my tea tray because I thought one of their guests might steal it. I tried to backtrack by saying that I just didn't want it to get misplaced or damaged, but he called me out on lying. The newlyweds said something about everyone there being friends and family. It was very awkward and we left shortly. I'm angry because I told him that in confidence, and he should have known better than to repeat that to his friends, even though they were very close. Now, if the boyfriend had an issue with this and was like, you really don't trust my friends or you're really judgmental, they should have said that in private. It really, I think, is inappropriate for them to go around saying that stuff and getting OP and hot water needlessly and rile up all the guests. This next story is, am I the jerk for changing my middle name to what my birth name was supposed to be? I was adopted at birth. My adoptive parents and I have a good relationship now, but it was rocky for a few years there. They didn't tell me I was adopted and I found out in what I consider the worst way when I was 16. A spiteful relative told me. Not out for my best interest, but they got mad at my mom and was trying to ruin her life. It caused a huge fight within the family and everyone focused on the drama rather than my entire life crumbling. I finally ended up in therapy at 18 and have been attending on and off for the past 10 years, currently on. I didn't speak to my parents from the time I was 18 until I was 23. They acted like I was insane for being upset about all this. Eventually they apologized and began going to therapy themselves. We've slowly rebuilt our relationship. They've since accepted my search for my bio family and upon finding my bio mom have been amazing with her. My bio mom was coerced into giving me up. She hadn't wanted to, but her family all but forced her. She had no support. My parents didn't know this part, but purposely chose a private adoption, so that I'd never know I was adopted. My bio mom and I have known each other for four years now. She is an amazing, kind, and generous woman who is just like me. I spent so long feeling unseen and different. She was like completing a puzzle. My bio dad died when I was 12, and it's devastating to know I'll never meet him. He didn't want to give me up either, but they were very young and again, no support. My bio mom told me that she had named me Summer, but my adoptive parents changed it. She understood, but I could tell the name meant a lot to her. I recently got married and I'm changing my last name. I decided since I'm changing my last name, 
I'll change my middle name too. It's got no sentimental meaning versus summer, which does to my bio mom, as it's her favorite season and I was born on the first day of summer. My bio mom cried tears of joy when I told her. She's so touched. My adoptive parents are ticked off. They say that I've erased them. I kept my first name that they gave me. They said if I had to, I should have just added Summer to my name. Edit because some people are twisting my words. I'm not mad that I was adopted. Given my bio mom was coerced and forced, someone had to. I was not given up out of love. My bio parents loved me, but if they had it their way, I would have been raised by them. I'm mad I was lied to for 16 years and by my adoptive parents' admission, they never planned on telling me. I cut them off because they gaslit me and refused to admit they handled it badly, on top of telling me I was crazy for being hurt. I don't need to be grateful I was adopted. I don't need to be grateful they loved me or provided for me. Those are basic things that should be done. I am grateful for a lot, but that doesn't change the awful things they did. My adoptive parents admitted my middle name is meaningless. They picked it randomly. It's the stereotypical Marie, so yes, I'm sure. Finally, I did not change my name to be vindictive. I changed it to represent both families. I'm not upset my name was originally changed. I get it. I'm just trying to form a connection to my birth family. So, when it comes to you being your own adult and you wanting to change your name to something that has more meaning to you, you're never going to be the jerk in my opinion. Just flat out. This next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my ex take our sons overseas because our daughter can't go? I, 38-year-old female, have been divorced from my ex-husband, 40-year-old male, for four years. We have three kids together, 17-year-old female, 15-year-old male, and 13-year-old male. I have primary custody of the kids because we live on opposite sides of the country. We alternate major holidays and he gets them for two months during the summer. He works in the entertainment industry in California, while I live near family in Georgia. Last summer, our daughter decided that she didn't want to visit him during the summer. She didn't want to miss on a summer with her friends, has a part-time job, and had other summer activities here she didn't want to miss. The three of us talked about it, and my ex was very understanding and supportive of our daughter's choice, even though he said he was saddened and disappointed by it. But he didn't push her on it, and we all came away from the conversation in agreement. This summer is the same thing. She'll be a senior this fall and wants to stay here with her friends again. We had another conversation, and although my ex expressed his feelings and hoped she'd change her mind, he didn't push her on it. Our sons have been with him for about three weeks now. Last week, he called me and asked me if I could send him the boys' passports, because he wants to take them overseas. Apparently, a colleague of his invited him and the boys to take a trip on his yacht down the Pacific coast for a couple of weeks, with stops in Mexico and Central America. This was a spontaneous thing. It wasn't planned. To say I was a bit put off by the whole thing would be an understatement. I don't feel 100% comfortable with it, but I understand it's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the kids. However, our daughter can't go, and that rubs me the wrong way. I asked my ex if there was any way our daughter could go too, and he said that unless she can make it there by the time they leave, they can't wait for her. Our daughter has multiple activities already planned for that time frame, that we've either already paid for or that she's really looking forward to. When she heard about the trip idea that her brothers would go on without her, she was very disappointed. So I told my ex that unless there's a way for our daughter to go too, I'm not going to send him the passports. 
or give him any permission as primary guardian to take them to another country. My ex gave me quite a bit of pushback on it because he and the boys are really looking forward to it and he says it's a unique bonding experience that I'm depriving them of. When I told him how disappointed our daughter is about it, he said that if she's old enough to make mature decisions about how she spends her time and doesn't want to visit him, then she's old enough to realize that those decisions mean she might miss out on things that her brothers get to do while they are with him. The boys have been practically begging me to let them go, and I know if I don't let them, they'll blame me and their sister for it. So, I think OP is definitely the jerk here. Like, I understand. Things come up for the daughter, she's probably not going to be able to make it. Why deprive your other kids of having this opportunity to go on some amazing trip? I just can't fathom it, because you planned other things that popped up in this time frame? All of your kids have to suffer because your daughter's busy? I don't get it. Why is OP so blatantly picking favorites here? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my parents my wife has postpartum depression? My wife gave birth to twins three weeks ago via emergency c-section, and a little over a week ago, we finally got home from the NICU. I think in my exhaustion, I forgot to mention it to her but my parents decided they wanted to visit our first week home, and I worked out all the details with them. This was when the crying started. My wife has always had a great relationship with my parents, so I thought she'd be happy to see them, but she was really upset when they showed up. I know from reading the questionnaires that not finding happiness in things that previously made you happy is a sign of postpartum depression. I know she's okay with visitors right now because her mom is here helping, The twins are a lot of work, so my wife has been pumping every two hours to allow us to both bottle feed. She said it's because she's been having trouble with the baby's nursing, but I think it's just so she doesn't have to get up to feed them at night and can have me do it. I've been struggling to wake up and stay awake to take care of them for my six-hour night block, but I've been pretty good. My wife has only had to wake up during my shift a handful of times when I was sleeping, which I feel like is way better than most guys. And on top of it, when my wife is awake, her mom helps her, so really it's harder for me. My sleep deprivation has gotten unbearably mentally to the point where I need a mental reset to be a good dad and partner. My parents wanted to do some exploring in the area anyway, so each day they were here, I would spend time with them trying to be a good host. Bike rides and hikes with my dad and shopping trips with my mom during the day. I'm only out of the house for maybe 5-6 to hours max each day and help with the babies when I get home. A few days into my parents' stay, my wife said she no longer loves me and resents me for not caring about her or our kids and leaving during the day slash treating my PPL like a vacation. She also said that she wanted my parents out in a really rude way right in front of them. I was really embarrassed for her because they were nice enough to buy us all dinner multiple times when she didn't feel up to cooking. I told my parents to excuse her behavior, but that she had postpartum depression, so we shouldn't hold it against her. She packed up the babies and herself in the car and drove with her mom to her parents' house. I'm doing everything I can to contact her doctor about her PPD because I'm really worried about her and love her so much. I really don't think I'm the jerk here from mentally resetting so I could better support my family and trying to get my wife the help she needs. Am I really the jerk here? So I get, you know, in a situation like this, it can be mentally taxing, especially with the sleep deprivation, 
but having your paid parental leave and then on consecutive days leaving for just maybe five. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Five to six hours max just comes off as a very callous thing to somebody who's clearly suffering. I'm not saying OP can't go out or do things that are better for their mental health, but taking multiple days where you're gone literally probably all afternoon is not just some like light side activity like OP's trying to make it out to be in my opinion. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not congratulating my brother on his wife's pregnancy? I had to terminate my pregnancy three weeks ago due to my baby's brain not forming correctly. My partner and I had been trying for over a year to fall pregnant. I was crying about not being pregnant constantly and even went and seen a hypnotist to get me to stop obsessing. We were just starting to look into IVF when we fell pregnant spontaneously and we were so dang happy. We were halfway through the pregnancy when the doctors were starting to get worried about the scans. To save a long and heartbreaking story short, our beautiful baby would not have survived and we had no real choice but to terminate. Because I was so far along, the safest way for me to terminate was to birth my dead baby. No words I can write here will come close to aptly describing the pure, concentrated heck my husband and I went through in that hospital room. Entering into a hospital pregnant and leaving with nothing but a box of paperwork and some pills is an unspeakably terrible trauma I wouldn't wish upon anyone. Two weeks had passed and I'd been slowly healing physically and emotionally. I had just started to get out of bed when my brother and his wife announced to the whole family that they were pregnant 
with their second child, only seven weeks. My mother broke the news to me because they didn't want to be the ones to tell me. At first I was so heartbroken, but then I became enraged. I don't understand why they didn't wait to announce their pregnancy till 12 weeks, as is usually the tradition, as they have a daughter already and they waited 12 weeks before they told anyone that time, but this time they didn't. They decided to announce early at 7 weeks. I felt like it was unintentionally cruel to announce it so soon after my baby's death. My baby is still laying dead on a slab in a morgue awaiting an autopsy and cremation, and they couldn't even wait for that. For context, my brother and I are very close, and he knew of all the struggles we were having conceiving, and then all the troubles with the pregnancy. He was very aware of what my partner and I had been through and how I was coping. He and his wife even prayed over me one day, they're super religious, I'm not, especially now, to help God give me a happy, healthy baby. I felt so betrayed and angry that I sent him a text message calling him and his wife cruel jerks and said he had to have known what his news would make me feel and if the shoe was on the other foot that I would have kept my news for a few weeks longer. They could have at the very least waited until the next month. I never congratulated them on their pregnancy and told them that our relationship was over and did not contact me. When I told my mother what I did, she defended my brother and his wife and said it wouldn't have mattered when he shared his news. I'm not sure how he feels about it as we haven't talked and probably won't until I calm down a little more. It just freaking hurts, you know? So admittedly, I don't have a concept of when the appropriate time to announce your pregnancy is, as far as 7 weeks or 12 weeks. Maybe that's like the conventionally safe time where it's probably going to work out alright. But I just don't think it's justifiable for OP to be upset and outraged in this situation. I think it's just a lot of emotions building up an OP that's causing them to lash out here. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious they didn't even really want to announce to OP that information for a reason. Expecting other people to put their lives on hold because of things that have happened to you is just not reasonable in my opinion. This next story is, am I the jerk for not going home to my mom and now she's in Honolulu, Hawaii on vacation without me? There needs to be a little context, so let me explain. I'm an only child, 16 year old male, with divorced parents. My mom has a guest, another cousin of mine, who is staying in my room from June to August. I was with my dad on a Sunday where my mom texted me to bring clothes to her house. I asked why and if she had any plans. She said not to worry about it and that it shouldn't matter if she has plans or not because it's her week to have me, as my parents have 50-50 custody over me. She also said that she's on vacation time from work, but never mentioned about going anywhere. And although in the past she thought of going somewhere, she mentioned that it might be local. Anyways, I told her that I already have plans with some cousins and she snapped, asking why I don't want to come home. I tell her that for starters, my cousin is staying in my room because we have no guest bedroom and that I don't want to sleep on the couch in the living room or on the floor. I'm a big guy as well, so the couch or the floor wouldn't be as comfortable. Also, my cousin would be staying until days before I start school and I didn't want to not have my room for months before I start school again. After a few minutes of bickering back and forth, she eventually said that she wants me to go to my cousin's. After about an hour, she texts back again saying that I should bring clothes. I ask if she has plans and that I need to know because not only do I not want to sit in a house all day, not even in my own room, doing nothing, and that I already have plans with cousins, she snaps and after, I eventually give up wanting to end this argument. 
I tell her she can pick me up at the end of the day, but she refuses and says I can just go to my cousin's. I tell her that I chose the latter and then she gets mad again. I end the conversation by telling her and I quote, Let me know when you're done being mad at me. I'm now at my cousin's and after looking at things on sale on Amazon, I noticed delivered packages a few days earlier. Me and my mom share the same account and they were supplies for the beach. I check my mom's location and she is in the middle of Honolulu, Hawaii. I am in disbelief and anger that my mom wouldn't tell me your plans and that I missed out on a trip to Hawaii. I have yet to lash out at her, but I tell my cousins about it and I empty my frustration. Am I the jerk here? A little bit of communication would definitely go a long way, maybe from either side, but especially the mom's side. I'm gonna assume she wanted to have like this big surprise reveal, but as soon as they sensed it wasn't going to work, unless they were being upfront about it, they, you know, should have been upfront about it. Especially when OP clearly expressed that they're under the impression that whatever situation they're going to be very uncomfortable in. So yeah, I can't blame OP for being upset here. This next story is, am I the jerk for ruining the birth of their child for a couple I don't know? I, 24-year-old female, was unfortunate enough to witness my brother's birth when I was six. Front row and all, I was the first person to carry him in the hospital room. To be honest, I don't remember anything except how horrific that memory is. My parents have apologized and we have made peace with it. They thought it would be cute for me to see my brother first. It wasn't. They said sorry and we moved on. The rest of my family hasn't moved on. They still think it's absolutely bonkers, I don't think it's a magical moment. Fast forward to now, I'm visiting my aunts and uncles during one of their reunions and a couple that's friends with one of them are talking about how excited they are about the birth of their kid. I say nothing. They keep talking until they heard how they're also planning to have their first kid in the delivery room with the mom to have an experience like I have. My aunt goes pale and before she could deflect I said, if what you want is to traumatize that kid for life, be my guest. The couple is silent and my aunt quickly shifts the topic about other birth and baby things and my uncle asks me to go eat something over there. I understand when I'm being dismissed, so I ate some more food and left for the night. After that, my extended family is blowing up my phone about how I ruined the birth of their kid for the couple and how now they're feeling like crap and bad parents. I think I saved another poor kid's eyes, but it also wasn't my place since I don't know them. So, am I the jerk? So, when they're directly addressing, we want to do this for our kids to have an experience just like what you had. I think you are given more than a platform to say, that was actually one of the most traumatizing experiences I've ever had. I think that's more than justifiable and it's kind of sad that they're trying to cover it up. Our next story is, am I the jerk for frightening my nephew and making him traumatized for life? I had a cookout at my place on the 4th. My daughter's, 13, switch goes missing. I contacted family members and my wife's sister Kara said my daughter gave it as a gift to her son Stevie, 6, for his upcoming birthday. I asked my daughter and she said it wasn't true. She let Stevie use it so they could all play Mario Kart together and it went missing after the cookout. My daughter is upset and I call Kara back who insists that the switch is now Stevie's and my daughter's too old to play anyways or will outgrow it soon and it was a gift to Stevie. She calls my daughter an Indian giver. After this, I contacted my uncle who's a police officer. 
and he watches Kara's house and a few of his friends go over and threaten to arrest Stevie and Kara over stolen property. Kara reluctantly gives it back after an incident with the officer that she could have been arrested for. They warned next time Stevie steals, both him and his mom will go to jail. They let my sister-in-law go without incident. Sister-in-law says Stevie's been crying non-stop and having issues sleeping because he doesn't want to go to jail and blaming me and my family for traumatizing her son. My response might have been heartless because it was, I guess you'll never steal again. Kara thinks he'll be traumatized for life for making a big deal over a stupid game. So I think OP's definitely not the jerk here. First of all, the Switch is at least a $300 device, plus the money spent on the games on the account. 100% this is a great learning lesson for Stevie and hopefully for Kara too to stop enabling that terrible behavior. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting to spend my own money on my sister's baby shower? My 24-year-old female, sister 28-year-old female, is pregnant with her first child with her husband. Without even consulting me or anyone, almost immediately after she told us she was pregnant, she basically started planning her own baby shower. Invitations, venue, theme, guest list, everything. Okay, cool. She's excited. It makes sense, I guess. I'm not very familiar with baby showers, as I've never been to one, let alone thrown one. My mom reached out to me saying, Just so you know, your sister is expecting you to throw this shower for her. Hmm, okay. Sister never even asked me, but I figured it was the right thing to do to reach out to her and let her know I'd be happy to help her with planning, sending invites, etc. But she's planning basically everything herself but sending me links to stuff saying, here's the venue, let me know when you book it, or here's the exact invitations I want, let me know when you order them. Like Jesus H. Christ, that's tacky and entitled as freak to me. She chose to hook up and get pregnant. Why on earth should the responsibility to pay for everything fall on anyone but her and her husband? I'm happy to help plan it, but I told my mom I won't be paying for anything other than a gift. My mom said that's rude and as her only sister, I should help out. My mom will be helping pay for the shower as well, which I also don't agree with. I do make slightly more money than my sister, but with her and her husband's income combined, they make a little more than me. But unless I was crazy rich, I don't think it's fair to expect someone else to cover these costs, especially because I think a baby shower is stupid in the first place. Like, just send out an announcement and people will send gifts if they want to. I think expecting people to travel from out of state just to give you a gift in person, all because you hooked up, is insane. But people can do what they want, so in that aspect, I've kept my mouth shut. Am I the jerk if I refuse to spend my own money on this baby shower? I mean, flat out, it's definitely not your 100% responsibility. It would be if you want to, but you can't be volunteered to pay for all of this stuff and just expect you to do it especially if you just don't believe in it. This next story is, Am I the jerk? My dog pooped on the sidewalk that happened to be in front of a cafe in New York City. Owner was not happy. I just had an experience that I'm not sure how to feel about. I was walking my dog on a commercial street filled with small businesses and shops in Queens, New York. I had just come from the vet, and my dog, a beagle mix, had been pretty nervous, so I thought a little walk would be nice. As we're walking, my dog suddenly stops and poos in the middle of the sidewalk. 
Now, this is not an ideal place for him to go, and usually he tries to find a grassy spot off to the side, but apparently he needed to go, and this was where he was going. The spot he chose to go on the sidewalk happened to be in front of a cafe, about four feet in front of it. I didn't think much of it or even notice what business I was in front of. I got out a poop bag to pick it up. I picked up the poop in the dog bag and tied a knot. There was a small amount of residue that I couldn't get off the sidewalk. Not sure how to avoid that. Just as we were about to continue walking, someone pops out of the door, who I assume is the owner of the cafe, and says in a rude tone, This is a business, don't let your dog poop here, pointing to where the dog had pooped. He should have pooped over there, points to the curb. I didn't know how to respond and I think I mustered something like, This is a sidewalk and this is where he stopped to go. I didn't feel like I should apologize for anything in this situation, so I didn't. I was more annoyed than anything. I turned and left without further engaging with the person. I noted the shop and made a mental note to never visit it. Just for a better visual, this cafe has no outdoor seating. This is just a public sidewalk in front of their cafe that is on a pedestrian street in a big city. I'm not sure what I could have done differently. I picked up the poop. The owner of the cafe didn't need to come out and say anything. They don't own the sidewalk in front of their cafe. This is New York City, we all have to share the sidewalk. Who's the jerk? OP's definitely not the jerk. I think this is just one of the perks of living in the big city, you know? I think there's a little bit of thick skin you have to have just in day-to-day life. Whether it's when you're driving or whether you're walking your dog along the street. Some people are going to be loud, mouthy, and a bit of a jerk to you in a situation where you're definitely doing the best you can. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.